wanted to do a little solo act tonight real late in the morning so we're actually going to do a little preview of day five as well but guys day one through four at the french open i know there's without nadal a 14-time champion here the greatest to ever do it on this surface i felt like it lost a little bit of the buzz at least at least in the mainstream um of the sports world and i i, th I just the, the parody right now and also i mean i think it was seven i think it was nine actually uh matches i went to distance on the men's side uh, the other day, I'm like, this is outrageous. Every match seemed like it was just, I mean, we can go down the line. I mean, from even just from today's action, watching Wawrinka and Kakanakis battle, watching Hercoc find a way to squeak that out against Town Greeksboer. I mean, we watched, how about Leschian versus Hatchinov? I mean, there was just so many fun five-setters that went, um, and they were high level to the end. Oh, Gael Monf obviously, Gael Monfils versus Sebastian Baez. Might have been the best drama I mean, of of the, for sure this tournament, I won't. But I mean, maybe of the season. I mean, what Gael was able to do with that French crowd was ridiculous. I mean, down zero, he was down 0-4. I think he was down 30-40. Um, I mean, it felt like Bias had the match the match on ice, you know. And Gael dibs, he just digs into the tank that he he's always been able to do. And at this age, it's just. I think I think fans that especially the French crowd appreciated at a different level. You know, hadn't been on the tour for a while with injuries and stuff, and I mean he somehow finds a way to notch the match at four all. Then he gets broken to go down four five, and finds a way to get the break, and then goes on to win. I think the last the yeah, three games on the trot to take the win on a backhand winner that clips the tape and goes over, and Gael could barely barely move. Uh, he was cramped up in both legs and that crowd was the people that actually stayed with I me mean, that was a pretty special moment for them but um yeah i thought that was guile getting that moment how about his wife uh and new mother elena svitolina monfils after winning her title uh last week gets two big wins at in paris at the french open and she was just, she gave an awesome awesome interview, kind of saying how she was up screaming late in her her hotel, apologized to any of her neighbors uh, when she was watching the, the Guile match. But um, so those were thrillers. Just watching that couple kind of come back on the tour together. Um, obviously Elena from you know having a child and Guile from injury. Uh, fun stories there. But um, as far as watching the guys, some of these guys that are on the men, kind of I would say uh, Sebastian Corda. I thought City Pass after the Sunshine Double. Definitely showed signs of ailment uh, in the wrist, um, just like Corda was. I mean, I think that both of those guys, uh, I think, were um, potentially hurt by the balls at an Australian Open. I, they said they were heavier, and um, I think that did some wear and tear on some of these guys, but it's, at least that's what they said, whatever. But um, either way, Corda coming back from, I believe, a wrist surgery, uh, won his first match in straight sets over McDonald, and then lost uh, to. Offner, Offner, uh, surprised me a little bit. I think it was a straight set loss, even though he's on the mend. I was, I thought he after winning that first match against McDonald in the straights, but you know maybe he's not quite 100. percent City Plus, on the other hand, I thought he looked, he, he he even dabbled with using a dampener at in Miami, a, a rubber band dampener. One of those guys that you know, I think Kakanakis is one of those guys. You just don't want to be playing a guy that's using a rubber band as a dampener. I feel like that's kind of a uh, like a, a, a subtlety that, you know, that, that, that guy can play a little bit. But Sissi Paz looked 
healthy. And I feel like Clay, obviously being the most uh, physical surface that we have, it just seems like he's, I mean, confident going through the grind and step like stepping in and doesn't seem to have any lack of um, mobility or movement and kind of plow through with his his uh, wrist or shoulder, whatever that was bothering him. But um, yeah, I could be wrong. It could have been his shoulder um, or elbow. I got to check with my man AP, big Sitsi Pass guy. But he's looked awesome. I think Sitsi Pass is a, a real contender to, to go deep in this tournament, uh, semifinal or final run if he's if he's up for that. I think because you know Carlos and Novak meet in the semifinals on the on the top half. But Novak, another guy who he was wearing an arm sleeve, I believe that was for his shoulder last few weeks. He's removed that. He also looked really healthy with um, two really nice wins. Kovacevic, the uh, college player from Illinois, and then taking out Fucevic this uh, today. Uh, you'll actually be listening to this on Thursday. So in, uh, that was in the second round. Fucevic put up a fight one set, and then Novak doing what he's always done, just goes into lockdown mode, and he just – I think him and Carlos are on a – uh, crash path to meet in the semi there. Um, but other notes I took from the first few days, Kakanakis, the guy loves to play some thrillers. I mean, Kyrgios tweeted out something pretty funny. He said, you know, I'm headed to bed. Please tell me Kakanakis is, is, is not going to lose in another thriller. And, you know, Kakanakis wins the match against Wolverinka today and goes back and tweets back, you know, I got you, man, or whatever he said. And Kakanakis takes out Stan the Man. It felt like when watching Stan battle, the uh, match was almost five hours, four hours and 40 minutes. He just looked like one of those guys, like I don't know if you guys have ever seen Last of the Mohicans, like the old grandpa that's still trying to fight, you know, for his like pride. and like It's like a, it's like a prideful fight, but like you know he just doesn't have the legs or like the um, athletic ability and the speed to kind of be the guy he once was. But, I mean... Wawrinka left it all out there. Backhand is still world-class. Pushed Kakanakis to the brink. I mean, Kak had to really pull some things, like do some, I mean, at the end there, if you guys were watching, I thought it was really smart. He took the uh, time warning on match point uh, on his second or third one just to get his, get his legs under him one, one more time and kind of get up and get get his first serve in because he, he was struggling and Wawrinka was applying pressure. Uh, pretty interesting. I mean, Stan was stepping back. A good 10 feet on the second serve and trying to just kind of let that ball drop back down and then taking a rip at it. And it worked a lot of the time. Uh, just an epic match, round two, two guys that uh, can really slug the ball. And that was a really fun matchup. Also, I mean, Medi knocked out round one, ousted by Tiago Sabalth Viola, I think it is, is how you pronounce it. He is uh, Brazilian, I believe. And this guy is. I got that won a tournament in Santiago, Chile in 2020. Um, and then he was off the tour a bit for a while. I think there was uh, domestic abuse violations is what he was asked about in his press conference. And I did not read up on those facts. So I don't know that what was actually um, kind of handled and what any of that stuff looks like. So in the courts, but did seem like that was why he was off the tour for a while. I don't know a lot about this guy, but watching him play, I mean, Huge forehand, had a, a comfortable drop shot that he was able to disguise, throw Medi off. But, like, you know, Medi just won Rome. I think that's when I was like, wow, is Medi, like, he was plus 1,200 to win the title after being plus 2,400 um, 
like two weeks ago, and it's just like, is, is Medi found his game on Clay? I don't think this was an indictment on his like poor level on Clay. I mean, this was just more of the story. It was Tiago Vield Wild is was just incredible, and I think coming forward, knocking off volleys, ripping the forehand, and he dictated uh, most of the rallies. I mean, he was able to be the guy on the uh, like on the offense, you know, playing the more aggressive style. Medi was tracking balls down like he always does, but Medi said in the post match that like. It's the guys that have like you know, strong wrists and strong arms, forearms, and easy power that do well in clay. You no, know? and he he doesn't have that. He he you know he's he has to rely on the fast hard courts and um, to kind of be to get his flat ball kind of quicker through th- through the court. And he was exposed a little bit, I guess. But I mean, didn't think he looked poor. I think it was just an incredible match from Tiago. Um, Karen Hachinov. Just a guy that plays well at the slams. Every single slam, the guy seems to be in a quarter at least and um, escaped danger in round one against Leshian and then in round two, cruised against Albert. Um, Karen Hatchoff's a big-time player. He can do it on every surface. He's shown that hardcore grass. Clay does not matter. Karen Hatchinov is a player. He's a top-15 player for a reason, and I think his guy's a little bit underrated even being that highly ranked. Is he's just a better athlete than you think he is. He's got both wings. He can cause problems off both wings. Obviously, a big time server at six foot six, and I think Hachinov is just that. That's a guy. He's just been impressive over the last year and a half or whatever it is. But um, also, Felix Adriliosim knocked out early in a slam yet again. Um, this one did seem to be a cause of. I saw some of the reports on Twitter were diarrhea or. Um, it was, I think it was something else too, but I mean, it's like that we're, we're going to blame this one on diarrhea, which is fine. It was stomach problems. And he talked about in his Instagram caption that he wasn't healthy, fair, but it's just like, it's crazy. You know, Adidas tennis puts this guy as one of the faces of their line. They get him a logo and they launch the logo. I think a day before he played his first round match and he loses. It's just like, it can't go much worse than that. You know, you design this guy's logo he has like a bunch of these cool posts, you know, being in uh, Paris. I guess Adidas has some headquarters. Like, they've got headquarters there, and can't get the logo to kind of last even throughout week one. So that's a big bummer. Felix gonna have to get ready for the grass court season where he should be dangerous. But just waiting to see Felix break through. I feel like he has the game. He's got the athleticism. He seems to love the grind of tennis and. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's the pressure of the game or what's getting to him, but it's just like it's another disappointing big moment, big slam for Felix Adriliasim, who you thought this might be a, I don't know. It's crazy. Bummer. Because I feel like he has the game to be fun to watch, but um, yeah, knocked out early by the man himself. Sorry, I have not mentioned his name yet. Fabio Fognini, the Italian Straight set W over Felix, and then follows it up with a straight set win today. Uh, that was on Wednesday night. I believe it was was it Kubler? I can't remember, but it could have been Kubler. Um, not looking at the draw right now. Just uh, freestyling this off some of the notes I took throughout the last couple of days. But just Fognini played so. I mean, he's just. It just makes sense to me. Like he hits the ball so effortlessly, so clean, so big. He's one of the guys that all the fans enjoy watching, so to have him in round three, cannot complain. Um, another guy that loves big matches, Hubie Hercoc. The dude loves going the distance. Round one, Gofan 
goes five, pulls it out today against Talon Greekspor, squeaks it out in five. It's just like Hubie, it, like at the end of the match, Greekspor was hunched over, much smaller guy. I think he's about 5'10, 5'11. Hercotch, 6'6. Greekspor was built like, you know, he's got the thick legs. He's just like, you think he would have enough gas in the tank, at least more than Hubie, who's a lengthier dude. I mean, Greekspor was bent over, like gasping for air. Hubie, at the end of the match, it looked like he could play another best of five match. His hair is barely sweating. I mean, he's just not like, he's just cruising. And it's just like, he loves playing this cat and mouse tennis um, on clay court tennis. It, he might be able to get away with it a little bit easier than the on, on a hard court because, I mean, you can spin the ball deep and get the ball high up on somebody's shoulder and, you know, you're not, um, can't slap winners as easily, obviously, on, the, on a clay court. So, Hubie, I would, he's such a, he's a quirky guy, but I, I, I do find myself rooting for him. Happy to see a, a, a big name like him pull through. Um, just to kind of hold his end of the of the draw and see if I, I think he I think Hubie could be dangerous and I, he could run into I, oh it could be Djokovic, um, in this next round could be wrong on that but uh, I know he's in Djokovic's um, quarter of the draw. Um, other storylines that I've uh, Ben Shelton all right real quick on Ben Shelton guys do not overreact to this loss I know people are saying he's overrated or, like he he has never played on red clay all right he's He's still fine. He's just been on the tour for not even a year yet. He has not touched red clay until this year, I believe, and draws Senego in round one. I mean, what kind of, like, it's brutal. That's a brutal draw. Senego played well. Sheldon takes a set off of him, and, I mean, I thought he looked like he could be down the road, someone that could be, I mean, dangerous on clay. I'm not going to say he's going to make a semi or something at Roland Garris, but it's like, this dude is going to be fine. I mean, he's going to develop, and the kick serve is, was a problem. He's just got to know how to kind of work the point a little bit and find his shot a little bit. He was getting a, a, little, a little bit slap happy, but, I mean, I think that's to be expected. You know, first run at Red Clay. Thought it was a fun match. Thought he had spurts of really good tennis. Um, won't overreact. Senego is just a tough, tough out. I think Senego is a dangerous player at, at this tournament. So, another um, – just yeah, Senego. Senego is just his energy. I mean, he he matched it. Shelton's a guy that likes to be loud and stuff, but Senego is not afraid to kind of get the crowd involved and show some emotion. I think he's a fun person to turn into. Uh, last few notes. I'm getting a little sleep. I I was thought I was gonna preview this day five. Um, don't think I'm gonna be able to do that just because I haven't. I mean, let's. I know. Hold on, real quick. Got it. I'll do, I'll do a little bit. Matches of the day, I did put these out on the Pure Tennis Podcast Instagram. Uh, if you guys follow it, that would be awesome. But I would say matches of today that I have circled would be... Where did I have this at? Hold on. Oh, yeah. Karatsev and Tiafo, match of the day for me. I'm taking Karatsev. I looked at the odds um, not too long ago. He was minus 125. Um, just, I think that's... I think that's what it should be. Uh, Tiafoe's a slight underdog, even as the 12th seed, uh, plus 105. And then I got, I, I always, I mean, since watch friends Serendolo has been so fun to watch all clay court season long. He's playing Yannick Hoffman, just a sneaky, tough matchup here. Hoffman, we've talked about him on the podcast here recently. He is a guy that is just on clay. His game is built perfectly for it. He's tall, he's tall. He's got size, but he moves well. Another guy that's kind of like hurt in that way. 
Uh, sneaky power. Dolo has been playing so well. I expect him to pull this out. But do not be surprised if that goes five. Um, another matchup is... Who is Navarro? No. I had Tommy versus Jerry. Going to be a great match. I think Jerry's shown that he can be dangerous on clay. This been solid all clay court season long this year. Tommy's beginning to find his rhythm. I think that this is a huge match for Tommy. Just kind of establish himself on this surface. Um, reaching the, reaching the uh, third round would be a really good result for him. I do not think he's defending. Uh, I think he ran a, Did he lose the first, second round, first round last year? Don't, don't remember him making. I thought he lost early. Um, but how about Diana Schneider versus Haddad Maya as well? The North Carolina State Wolfpack uh, just left there a few weeks ago. Was playing in Orlando um, for the for their team. Is going to play Haddad Maya. Uh, the big le- she's got a big lefty forehand. Um, loves red clay is what I had read. Just so I think she, I'm guessing she grew up on red clay. Um, and then I got Rusevoy Dimitrov circle. That's going to be an awesome match. Uh, just guys that are going to baseline and Grigor's got got the variety. But Rusevoy, like this is a big moment for him. Can he step up and knock out a guy that's that's like Grigor is he's hungry and it's Rusevoy's been on the verge of a breakout year. Hasn't had the big result yet. This I don't expect it to come at the French Open, but this would be a nice start to it. Um, yeah, guys, a ton of awesome matchups tomorrow. Every day is loaded. French Open has been awesome. The crowd has been insane. Um, Got to get there one day. Definitely high on the bucket list. But we will be uh, we'll be recording this week and follow the new account uh, on Twitter as well, Pure Tennis Pod. Well, gonna be a lot more active on there and just kind of sharing more of my thoughts live. So enjoy the action and uh, we'll talk to you soon.